I came from a background of construction, zero sales experience at all. The other great thing about Family First Life is the, the sharing of knowledge. No one guards knowledge here. Welcome to episode two of The Climb. Uh, super excited to be uh, sitting here and have the opportunity to uh, give you all some tips. Um, not so much training, but just tips and uh, things to consider while out um, in our industry selling life insurance. Uh, Dan Grunberg here, I'm sitting here with uh, my business partner and my wife, Tiffany Grunberg. Hi. Uh, what we want to do today is just uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, Tiffany, um, on our first episode, asked me a lot of questions. Uh, today, I want to ask um, Tiffany a lot of questions. Uh, and then looking forward to the next uh, few episodes of The Climb, we're going to have the Hall of Fame producers here for the Road to Hall of Fame, and we're going to try to get all six of the panelists in here and interview them, so that, that'll be great. Yeah. Um, Tiffany, why don't you start out with, give us a couple of secret, people love secrets, like secrets, you know, we all love secrets, especially when it comes to being successful, like secret success tips. So if you can give everyone, oh, just two um, secret tips to success. Uh, so I don't think there are secrets <laughs> when it comes to success. Uh, I think the first thing you have to do is work. I think that that's when we talk about success, there's so many opportunities for success in our industry. And what I really find happening is this kind of, uh, we like to call it soft, this soft mentality where you, you want these extraordinary things with very uh, underachieving effort. And that, that happens a lot in this business. And the reality is if you just will, will buy into the reality that success comes from effort, it comes from work, it comes from honing your craft, it comes from absorbing every piece of material that you possibly can get your hands on. That's where real success is. And I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't think that's a secret. I think that if you watch any, any successful person, they're going to share very openly with you that it's about work. You have to go to work. You have to set up and create structures and schedules and real-time opportunities for yourself instead of, hey, I'm going to do this. And then I think that's what happens a lot in success is that people say, hey, I'm going to, but never do. So the, the biggest secret that's not a secret, I would say, is going to be you have to go to work. Uh, the other thing in our industry, I think, that you have to, you know, the, the second thing, I guess, would be outside of work, the real thing you have to do is, like I said a little bit before, honing your craft. Talking about what you do all the time and immersing yourself into the business is the next thing I think that you, you have to do. It's not just about the work, right? It's not just about getting in front of families and helping them. It's also about what are you doing to make yourself better? Are you having conversations with people outside of your, of your business and your industry about what you're doing? I think that helps a lot with recruiting. Uh, but again, not keeping yourself a secret is the secret. So work and then, you know, really absorbing the business, making yourself better, focusing on 
uh, every opportunity you have to get better and not just choosing when you decide to get better, but doing it all the time. Right. It's fun to call them secrets because <clears throat> they're so obvious to you. Uh, I think us normal people don't think of them. So it, it is kind of a secret. And when you share that, um, it's no longer a secret. Right. So um, also a little shameless plug. Uh, if you go to my Instagram page, um, I do a secret <laughs> tips for success once a week. Um, anyways, uh, give me uh, what's been the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in the field? The craziest thing? Um, oh, there's so many. I, I absolutely, I, I love what we do and I love going into homes. I still think that's the best part of what we do. Um, but some of the, some of the most interesting things that I find are people are people and they are who they are from, you know, the door in. So you kind of get this like little sneak peek into someone's life, uh, when you, when you get the opportunity to help them in their home. But I think one of the craziest things that happened to me in a home was I, I have a fantastic client. Uh, she is no longer with us. Um, I, I, she was my client for life. And I think that's awesome because I was able to help her, uh, helped her family members as well. And, and then she passed. So I was able to get that claim check to their family. But when I was in the house, um, she, um, was a collector of lots of things. So there was not much space in her home. We're saying it politely. Uh, and she had birds, a lot of birds, a mass, and a, I mean a lot of birds. And she collected every feather they had ever lost. And when I left, she wanted to make sure that I took a jar of their feathers <laughs> home. That's, that's <laughs> it was, um, I would say, because you had birds on your shoulder while you're running the, the appointment and everything else. But that was probably one of the craziest things. But it was so important to her because the feathers were so important to her, uh, it just was, I, um, I didn't keep them for very long. Right. You know? Well, that's cool. Yeah, we do get into some pretty unique situations. Um, it's cool that what you said, though, was, um, you know, she was your client for life. Yeah, and she really so. was. Mm -hmm. And then you helped Absolutely. her family after she passed. Do you remember the craziest thing that happened to me? Um, uh, lots of things I, have happened to me. It's the most bizarre thing. I think more crazy things happen to Dan than anyone else. Uh, I'll share mine real quick because it, it's funny and I was thinking about it this morning. Um, I went on a business trip to Montana <laughs> and I was at this house in the middle of nowhere and I was uh, I needed cell service because I needed to call my upline, Tiffany, uh, because <laughs> I wasn't quite sure where to go with this client. And I had zero service. So I was literally the Verizon guy, like walking out. And they were on 30 acres in the middle of the woods. So I'm out in these pine trees. Or are there pine trees in Montana? Yeah, I think they are. Um, and I'm like literally looking for service bars. And it was dark. It was moonlit. And I find myself in the middle of the woods. And I see this large black object coming towards me. And it was either a bear or a raccoon. And I screamed and I ran back to the house and I was pounding on the client's door. Um, and I got in the house and I told them what happened and then they, they were laughing. It, it was their dog. <laughs> so. It's so much better if it would have been a bear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fun, we have a lot of fun with our clients. Uh, and the important thing is um, they are our friends. They become yes. people that rely on us. And then they rely on us to be their person to take care of them when they pass away, yeah, to take care absolutely. of their family. Um, what are a couple factors uh, that separate you from other people in our industry or other um, people in sales in general? Uh, you know, Matt Smith says all the time, you got to do something that separates you. 
something that makes the, the clients drawn to you. So what are some factors that make you um, um, stand out, not be better than the rest, but what makes you stand out? From the others. I think one of the biggest things, and I learned this, luckily I learned this early, uh, is I found that I listen more than other people that are in homes. Um, because I'll, I'll go behind an agent who, who, you know, couldn't help them, air quotes, uh, and, and still be able to help the family with a piece of business because they asked for it, right? So I think that's the biggest thing. When you learn to ask questions that provide you with an opportunity to listen to your client, I think that for me is what really helps me stand apart. Because there's been plenty of times in a, in a home where I've just set the financial inventory aside and you know listened. Let, let your clients tell you their story. This is about them. This is about what solution you can help them with. And if you're not listening to hear their, their circumstances or, or their problem or, or what have you, you can't provide true valid solutions to their situations. So asking better questions, not yes or no questions. Yes or no questions are, are the ones you ask in the close. Those are the ones where it's just going to be a yes. You, you lead and guide and direct them to that scenario by asking really good open-ended questions. And I, I have run you know, appointments with other agents before, and I can guarantee you if you are struggling in the home or if you're you know, doing virtual and you're struggling with in-home scenarios, you aren't asking the right questions. And if you are asking good questions, you're not listening to the answers. You're listening to move on instead of listening to hear. And I think those are really different, really different things because I, so many times I've sat with agents and I've heard them ask a question and not hear the response and then go to their next question instead of the client's next question, right? Um, you know, it, it's it's just really kind of bizarre to me that that we're not hearing what our clients are asking us for. So I think that that's really what separates what I do. Right. How about, do you ever prepare yourself uh, so you look like you, um, um, you're more professional or, or you know um, certain things around that community? Um, like, for example, um, what I did is I studied the local credit unions because uh, I would get a lot of people say, I already got insurance through Joe Schmo Credit Union. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, they use this carrier and it's probably accidental death. Uh, and, and anytime they come up with something like that, I'm able to, uh, you know, combat it or, or come back with, um, I know, um, and, and that, that establishes professionalism, I think. Yeah. Any of those tricks that you could share with us that you may have done? Yeah, I think that that's super valuable. You need to know the, the circumstances. Now, let me be clear. If you go in with an expectation, you're going to fail, right? Because everybody's circumstance is different. And, and you have to be able to ask good questions to find out what their circumstances are because not everybody's the same. This isn't a cookie cutter business in any way. Um, so I, I think, you know, finding out uh, information about, I think credit unions, that's a great, that's a great tip uh, just because a lot of banks will offer that, you know, instant thousand uh, dollars or what have you uh, or large accidental benefits. And they, they feel really confident with that and you don't, being able to say, I understand that product. Here's what that really is. Let's give them a call. So I think that's really good. The other thing I would tell you is understanding if you are running a final expense appointment or if you're running a mortgage protection appointment, one of the things you should understand are 
burial plans, cremation plans, and mortgages, how they work. I think that's like, I'll talk to people all the time that, that are new and coming into this and they don't own a mortgage. It's very difficult to speak intelligently about something you have no idea about. So do your research, do the work, understand how mortgage lending works, find an, a calculator that you can use that amortizes mortgage payments, uh, find out the local, call the local burial uh, or funeral services and find out what their average cost is. Things like that will set you apart. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. You know, and you know, proper preparation prevents poor performance. That's right. a hard that one to say. Really but, hard for him. Um, you know, if you if you you have to establish yourself as an expert in your field, yeah. um, and that's going to give you credibility. Um, give me uh, what you do to establish uh, loyal clients um, in the house, in particular, after you um, help them or close the deal or whatever you want to call it. After you help the family, how do you establish that loyalty? Because we all know that they're going to be bombarded by you know other um, companies and other people that want to come and see them. So I. I find that if you make yourself referable, you will have no competition, okay? So one of the things that I have implemented very early in my business was finding a way to be referable to my clients. I build that relationship through the, the appointment. I don't just hit them with, hey, do you have anybody else I can help you with right at the end? I'm talking about that through the entire appointment. When they talk about their kids, I'll say, I'll say, awesome. So have your children done any of this planning? Do you guys talk about stuff like that? No? Okay. Well, maybe I can get an opportunity to help them as well. And then you move back into the appointment. That way you, again, become referable. I am a huge fan of, of once you have completed the information and once you've placed a piece of business, I'm a huge fan of just the simple statement, hey, look, and preparing your client. Hey, look, you're going to get more calls about this. It's very common. A lot of times our, our paperwork kind of passes in the night, right? Like ships in the night. So you're going to get more calls. All you've got to do is just say, hey, you know, Tiffany's my girl or Dan's my guy. We've already gotten help. Thank you. I super appreciate it. And I'll say some of them are going to be real pushy. They're going to want to come out and help you. But you and I both know you were really open with me. We've done everything we can to put you in the best position possible. So at this point, you really aren't going to have any other opportunities with anyone else to put you in a better position. Do you think that's fair? Yes. And then that way, I always put myself in their phone. You know, I'll have them call me. I'll call them. Uh, and then I just have them put, you know, Tiffany Insurance Girl behind it. Yeah, I think it's very powerful if you... If you coach him, uh, you know, and I always say at the end, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of warnings on what to expect next. Um, I tell them, expect the first, uh, you know, first premium to come out in the next couple of days. Um, expect that if it doesn't come out, please call me and let me know Then I may have miscentered something on the application. Um, I also tell them to look for that policy. If it doesn't arrive in two weeks, please call me. Um, or better yet, I say, once your policy arrives, give me a call. Um, that way I can come back out and review it for you if you have any questions. Um, and then the warnings I give them is much like you said, you're going to get a lot more calls. It's just yeah. the way the game works now. Um, I tell them, tell them, damn, the insurance man has got me taken care of. Most people know who I am in the area and they know that if I help you, no one can put you into a better position. Uh, and you just kind of reassure that they're there for them. And then, you know, of course, thank them and, and say, you know, anything you need, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I also tell them if you get anything in the mail that you think you need to fill out, call me and I'll let you know if it's worth your while. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Great stuff. Uh, last question for you is, um, 
can you sum up your experience with Family First Life um, to date? Oh, I, I would say, like, in a word, it would be a blessing. Uh, I really believe that everything happens in life for a reason, right? We hear that all the time. But when I needed structure the most, when I needed uh, a new platform to create who I wanted to be, because I, I had been at another company before, this company gave me that platform. And I think a lot of folks that are out there might be struggling with, with who they are in their business. And there's no better opportunity for you to define what your business can be or who you can be in your business uh, than at Family First Life. Because it, it's there's no there's no dictation here, right? So many companies want to dictate to you what you can do, what you can say, what you have to say when you sit down with a client. Uh, they want to dictate the hours that you have to be in an office, all those kinds of things. And the reality is that's that freedom to begin to be who I wanted to be in my business, I got from Family First Life. And not just did I get that freedom or, or the opportunity to grow and really develop myself in the business, I got to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, sitting in, in a meeting early on and thinking, man, this is the best thing that I could ever have an opportunity to do. And watching it change our, our family circumstances, watching the girls, our daughters, be be proud of what I was doing, uh, watching them have more opportunities, watching you decide that you wanted more out of what you were doing. When, you know, Dan had been legacy in the career he was in because his his father worked there, his uncles worked there, his his cousins had worked there. And watching this business and Family First Life give us the opportunity to build a business together and, and be there for our kids when we want to be and, and change our, our economic situation. I couldn't, I could never ask for anything more than, than what, you know, Sean Mike has built here and what our mentors, you know, and Matt and, and everyone just, I, I'm, I'm grateful and it's been a huge blessing. Great. Well, thanks for sharing with everyone. I'm going to leave you with this. We call this podcast, the climb. We call it the climb for a reason. Uh, life career, relationships, they're all about the climb, okay? Getting to the top of the mountain. You know, it's its not the end game that you have in mind. It's the journey you take to get there. And one thing I'll tell you is once you've reached the top of the mountain, go find another one to climb that's higher. Thank so, you all. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.